Good morning, everybody. Today is September 5th. Uh, we are on Masichet Kiddushin, Dav Kaf Gimel, top of the page, about five lines down, two dots. That's where we are. We said yesterday that the Evid uh, Kna'ani can reacquire himself, his freedom, with money. That's what the Mishnah said. And the Mishnah had a Money from himself, money from someone else, what kind of money. So we're going to go into that now. Says the Gemara as follows: Right? One opinion told us the money has to come from someone else, and therefore the Gemara says, "Achadim in avalo al can't be his own money." Okay, we'll see why in a minute. We learned a few times that uh, that you know avadim don't have any possessions, and anything they pick up is they is really belongs to their master. So what about stuff they come in with? So this is a kanani. So stuff that he comes in with—that's an interesting question, right? Um, the question would be, how did he become a slave? How did he become a slave? Do non-Jews become slaves? Every like Jews? they sell themselves. They don't get sold. They don't get sold in slavery. Not like they committed so, a crime. No, no. They sell themselves, or they were taken captive in war. Those are two ways they become slaves. So depending on how he became a slave, he might have well, something. He might have something from before. You're right. Might maybe, sure. but. And when they sell themselves, don't they get money for it? Mm-hmm. Goes to someone, family, whatever it is. But yeah. Doesn't no. go them. Okay. Go no. No. Okay. So yeah, potentially you're right. But uh, right now, assume that he's a guy that doesn't have any money. Because either went to either he was born into slavery. That's another way he has no, nothing. He was born from a slave. Right. Right? Yeah. Or he's taken captive and war. He's got nothing. And now he's got to get by himself out of freedom. All right. So it says, someone else can pay for him, but he can't pay for himself. What is the case we're discussing over here that you tell me not by um, someone else paying for him? Right? You tell me, I'm sorry, someone else paying for him and not himself. This case, you tell me someone else is going to buy him out of slavery. Please explain to me what you're talking about. It Maybe you tell me, no, you know what? The slave doesn't know about it. I see this slave, you know. Hazit, his master's driving him crazy. But he's a nice guy. He says hello to me in the street. I feel bad for him. Let me go free him. I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay his master. And now the slave doesn't know anything about it. Is that what we're talking about? Where well, someone else is gonna pay for the slave? And the slave has no clue. Mihdi. Let's take a look for a minute. Shamana Meir. This is the opinion of Rabbi Meir in the, in, in the Mishnah, and we know that he holds the Amar Hovhu La Eved According to Rabbi Meir. It's detrimental for a slave to be freed. Right now, he's a slave. He's got everything taken care of. He lives in a house. He's got food. He's got he's got everything taken care of. Okay, he's got to work. Very nice. But so what? He's still got a good life. Okay? And if freeing him now will remove that from him and put all obligations of all the other mitzvot upon him, that's detrimental to him. You can't do that without his consent. Because oh, now he, has, now he you, becomes a Jew. He becomes a Jew. Says the Bimeir, detrimental. And Vitanena, we learned a few times already. You can do something for somebody else that's beneficial to them without their consent. But something that's detrimental, you need consent for. According to the Bimeir, whose opinion we're discussing in the Mishnah, if you're telling me that someone else is going to pay to the master to release the slave without the slave's consent, that's detrimental. According to Bimeir, it wouldn't be allowed. So how could it be that saying in the Mishnah, according to Meir, someone else has to pay for the slave? It can't be that the slave doesn't know. Okay, Ela Pshita, you're right, must be Midato. The slave knows about it. He knows it. The guy told him, listen, you know, I see your master's driving you crazy. Would you like me to free you? Oh, that would be great. Could you do that for me? That would be fantastic, right? So he knows about it. Okay. 
Vihakamashmalan, and therefore what you st- what the what Rabimi is saying is Al Yade Ahirim in Al Yade Atsmo law, right? With the, the payment has to come through someone else, not to the master. Alma and Kinyan Levid Belorabo. Must be that Rabimi is opinion is, which I mentioned earlier before already now, that the slave can't have any acquisitions that would not belong to the master. The minute someone gives something to the slave, it goes to the master. So the Mishnah is telling you, you want to free him with his consent. Because he discussed it already and he said yes, then you have to pay the master yourself. You can't give the money to the Evid, because if you give the money to the Evid, then the, the Evid, it's not his money, it's the master's money, and he can't free himself anymore. And it goes it doesn't go down to, to paying him. It doesn't go to no, it won't go it won't go to the, the once you put it in the Evid's hand, it belongs to the master. So don't the Bibi says, don't give it to the Evid, go give it to the master. Okay. Emma, if that's true now, if that's what was, that's how we were understanding the Mishnah, Emma Sefa, keep reading in the opinion of Bimeir, and he said, Bishtar al You can you can free the the uh, Kanani can get freed how by receiving a document of emancipation from his master, to whom to himself. Oh, al in lo, right. The inference of the Mishnah is, yeah, you can give the document to him, to, to the slave. You can't give the document to anyone else. Now, the imi da'ato, if you're discussing a situation where the slave knows that he's being freed, because he discussed it with someone, because again, it's only, it's, it's detrimental, he has to know about it. So if you discussed it already, so, why can't someone else accept this, uh, the document for him? He knows about it. Why can't he have the shaliach? Yes, thank you very much. Are you going to free me? Yes, okay. Give, let my master give the, the, the document, my, my emancipation document to my cousin, whoever, anybody. So you need both, you need money and, and the... And no, the you need one, either or. The Mishnah says you have either or. In the money case, we said it has to come It has to come from someone else to the... To, but we also said that it has to be with the knowledge of the slave. It's either or or conditional that you need both. No, you don't need both. We said there's three ways to sleep. There was two ways to free the slave. We said in the Mishnah, right? The slave could be freed with money or with the shtar. Mishnah, uh, yeah. It's where's the Mishnah? You need his free will to be free. You need his consent, but you don't need you don't you need his consent. He has to know about it because it's detrimental for him. So why are we comparing it to the Shtar? So because the, 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 the Mishnah said there's multiple ways. Here it is. The Mishnah is right on the page before. Turn, look back on Kaf Ben Amud Ben. See the Mishnah like six lines into the wide lines. Yeah. He can be acquired with cash, with a document, or by making an active acquisition upon him. He acquires himself someone else paying for him. Right? There's two ways for him to get freed. Now that's the, the opinion we're working on right now. And we've already defined that the kesef portion is someone else paying for the slave with the consent of the slave. Why? Because if you give the money to the slave, it belongs to the master automatically, he can't free himself anymore. Okay, let's continue. So let's get to the document case. The document has to be given, it says over here, by himself, to him. Inferences only to him, not to anyone else. Okay, and if you're telling me that the slave has consented to be freed, why can't the document go to anybody else? What's the problem? He knows about it. What's the difference? Mm-hmm. That's the question. Okay? Uh-huh. Why, can't go the Why can't the master? The document doesn't go to the master. The, master go, the document goes from the master to the slave normally. It's uh-huh. an emancipation document. Here is your freedom document. Go ahead. Okay. So why, why does the Mishnah say that the freedom document has to come only to the slave? What's wrong with the slave saying, uh, give it to my cousin for me? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So he says, 
Ali de Aharim, Amailo, why can't someone else accept the document for the slave to free the slave? Vichitema, maybe you'll tell me, no, my Ali de Atzmo, when it says in the Mishnah that the document comes to the slave, right, maybe you'll say, Af Ali de Atzmo, meaning it doesn't mean only to him. You wanted to make it Davka. This, the document says, document to the slave. And you said, only to slave, nobody else. No, maybe it means document even to the slave. And of course, somebody else also. Maybe that's what it means. What we do, what would be the chidush of the Mishnah then, right? That if you're going to tell me that I can give it to somebody else, then of course I give it to the slave. No, no, you know what the chidush is? A minute ago, when we talked about the cash, we said you can't give the cash to the slave, right? Because the money's going to automatically go to the master. Well, maybe you would say the same concept regarding the emancipation document. How does the slave have the ability to acquire the document, to acquire his own freedom? Everything that he acquires automatically goes to the to the master. So the chidusha, the Mishnah would be that, no, no, even the emancipation document, even that can go to the slave. Why? Because his ability to acquire and his freedom happen simultaneously. Okay? What's he acquiring? Are you saying the, acquiring his freedom. He's acquiring his freedom. He has no ability, as he's a slave, he has no ability to acquire anything. And now I want to give him a document. Well, how can he acquire that document? Well, that document is his freedom. And the fact that he can now, what the Mishnah is teaching me is that, even though a minute ago, if I want to put money in his hand, the money goes to the master, if I put the emancipation document in his hand, boom, it works. Why? Because his freedom and his ability to acquire happen simultaneously. That would be the Chidush Mishnah. And therefore the Mishnah doesn't have to mean, oh, you, you have to give the document only to the slave. It could mean even to the slave. I could give it to anyone else. And of course to the slave also. Because he can acquire his ability to, uh, for his freedom and his ability to acquire happen simultaneously. Okay? Maybe that's what it means. When I says, it's a great swara, only problem is, Veha lotani hachi. Jesse, we're about 15 lines into the page. First one is ba'im. We have a baraita that does not say what you're saying. Why? The Tanya, the baraita says, "Bishtar al velo al baraita openly says in the Mishnah where you tried to say that the document is going to the slave and it means even to the slave. Well, we have an open baraita explicit that says the says it only goes to the slave and nobody else. Now, okay, that's a problem. Now, okay, now why not? If you're telling me that the slave knew about it. Right, and it was it was with consent. Then why can't anyone else accept the document for the slave? What's the problem? Amar Abaye, you're right, and therefore retract on our understanding up to this point that the slave knew about what was going on, and we're going to re-explain the Mishnah that the slave actually has no clue that he's being freed. Amar Abaye leolam shelomidato. Okay, shelomidato, and then you have to go back to the other question. The money case now that you're telling me that the money is given by somebody else to the master, and you're telling me now that the slave didn't consent to the freedom, and you told me that freeing a slave is detrimental, how could you do it without consent? Says Abaye, shani kesef. Money is different. Why? Ho'il ve'kani le'be'al korhe, makne le'be'al korhe. Says Abaye, because money can sell the slave against his will from one master to the other, it also can sell him to himself without his consent. And therefore, someone else can pay the master and the slave is freed, even though we say, we say oh, it's detrimental. Money has the power to override consent, apparently. What we say, just like I can transfer the slave from one guy to the next guy to the next guy without his consent through money, I can transfer the slave to himself without, without consent. That's what Abayah says. Okay, fine. 
if what you're saying is true, then we should say the same thing about a document. Because the, the, so, the, say, we said that the slave can be sold with a document. He's nikneh bishtar. It's one of the ways of the Mishnah. One master can sell him to the next master if he wants to with a document also. And therefore, so over here too, we should say the same thing by, this, by the document. Why can't we say that you told me that the document's only going to the Ebed and not to anyone else? Why not? If you're telling me now, since the cash money has the ability to transfer the slaves to someone else, then it also has the power to transfer the slave to himself. Well, the document also has the power to transfer the slave to somebody else, so why can't it transfer the slave to himself? And I says, no. A sale document of a slave and an emancipation document of a slave are two different documents. The text of the documents are different. One is a sale document, and one is a freedom document. And therefore, yeah, sale documents can transfer without will, without consent, but a freedom document can't transfer without. Mala says, okay, if that's true, then high kaspa lechud, the high kaspa lechud. Well, selling the cash used to sell the slave from one person to the next is not the same cash that's being freed. Because one is freedom cash and one is sale cash. So Mala says, mia hadhu, mia tiva lechud, tiva mia hadhu. Now, now, a document that has different texts on it are distinguishable. But cash, even though it's given for a different purpose, is still cash. They're the same. And therefore, it says the document is different than cash, and the document doesn't have the power to transfer without the will of the, well, the, will of the slave, but cash does have the power. Why? Because if I pay the master with cash, or I, the, the master sold his slave for cash, and he puts the money in the drawer, Two different slaves. One was freed, one was cash. I put somebody. Can you tell the difference between the cash? But the intent was totally different. That's correct. But when I say Abaya is saying the intent is, is irrelevant. Why? Because at the end of the day, the cash is the same. But if I put the two documents in the drawer and I open them to read them, they're very clearly distinguishable. And therefore, cash has the power to transfer the slave to himself, and the document doesn't. That's what Abaya wants to say. Okay. Rava has a different answer. He says, No, no. I'll tell you why cash and a document are different according to the Bimeir. Rava says. Kesef kabalat rabo garmalo, shtar kabalat aherim garmalo. Think about the mechanics of the freedom over here. The slave that's going to be freed by cash, who's taking the cash and who's making giving the freedom? The master. The master has nothing to do with the slave. Right. Okay, and I don't need the consent of the slave for that, Tzaba. It's the master relinquishing his ownership. What happens when he does that? The slave is automatically free. Has nothing to do with the slave. The master wants the cash, doesn't want the slave. Fine, I can do that without the slave's consent. Think about the mechanics of a document. What's now? You want to tell me now I can force the slave into freedom by giving the document to someone else without the consent of the slave? Time out. How is that working? Someone else is going to free the slave. The master is going to write a document give it to somebody else, right? And the slave is going to be free. He says, that's not, that's the, the da'at of the ahirim because the acquisition of the document is what releases the free, the slave. And over here, the acquisition of the document is somebody else without the slave's consent. Over there, in the cash of the case of the cash, what's releasing the slave is the acquisition of the cash by the master who owns the slave. So that's fine. He can do that. He doesn't need the slave's consent. But over here, the freedom comes by the act of acquiring the document. And that needs the slave's consent because that's detrimental to the slave. And therefore, the cash, it's all about the master. 
I my 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 slave, my money. The document it's about transferring the freedom to someone, mm-hmm. and that someone needs the consent of the slave, and therefore it doesn't work. That's the Bimi's opinion. Cash works, documents don't. Okay, that's the Mishnah. What did Chachamim say back to the Bibi in the Mishnah? They get the exact opposite opinion. In the Mishnah, Chachamim told us, Kesef the money to free the slave comes from himself, and the Shtar by someone else. But, as long as the money came from someone else, but it's given to the slave, then the slave can give it to the master. That was Chachamim's opinion. And the document has to be given to someone else, not to the slave. Let's see what their svara. What's their logic? Says the Gemara as follows: Chachamim omri bekesef al yedei atzmo vechulet tudatz bekesef al yedei atzmo in al yedei aharim lo, which means it seems like the master. The opinion of the Chachamim in the Mishnah is that the cash is coming from the slave, only from the slave, and not from anyone else, and give it to the master. Gemara says, Amai, what, what's wrong? What's wrong with the money coming from somebody else? Even if you want to tell me it's against the will of the slave, he doesn't, he doesn't know about it. Chachamim dispute to be meir on the the beneficial benefits or detriments of freeing a slave. According to Chachamim, it's beneficial for him to be free. He gets to be a full-fledged Jew. He's now obligated more mitzvot. He has the ability to gain all above through being whatever. So beneficial. Oh, for once it's beneficial. I don't need his consent anymore. Right? According to Chachamim, I don't consent. When you're doing something beneficial to somebody, you can do it for them without their consent now. Okay? So now, so when you're telling me now, Kesef al small in the Mishnah, that he has to pay the cash, and no one else can go pay the cash to the master and free the slave, why not? If someone else wants to free the slave and it's beneficial to the right. slave, yeah. I don't need his consent. It's Why a, can't he do it? It's a huge thing to be freed. I mean, okay, but but that's it. their opinion. I'm not saying no. They, their opinion is it's beneficial. There's a mahloket. We saw the bimir before. Who says it's detrimental? You need consent. Uh, over here, Chachamim disputed him. They said no. Being freed is beneficial for him. He can go marry any girl he wants now. And I mean, before he's an evid, he can he can he can only have a shivcha. He can't have anybody now. Go marry any Jewish girl. Have Jewish children. Be free. Full fledged Jew. Beneficial, according to Chachamim, that's their opinion. I mean, they have what to learn, they have to rely on, fine. So they're beneficial. Once it's beneficial, I don't need consent anymore. Why does the Mishnah say that the money has to come from the slave only and not from anybody else? It's beneficial. Let somebody else go and free the slave. It's a problem. Okay? It says, <clears throat> We know that you can do beneficial things without people's consent. Now, you'll tell me, no. You know why? My Again, af when it says in the Mishnah, the Chachamim say that the money comes from the slave to the master, it means even from the slave. It can come, of course, from somebody else, but even from the slave himself. Okay, what would you do, what would you be telling me then? The Kamash Malan, Deyesh Kinyan Le'evid Bilorabo. That you would be holding, in order for that to be true, you'd be have to hold of the opinion that the slave can actually acquire things while he's a slave that would not belong to his master. That's the only way for the slave to get money. So you'd have to say that this opinion that says, no, the money can come even from the slave and of course from someone else to pay the master, has to be holding that the money coming from the slave to the master, how do you get that money? Oh, the slave can acquire things without the master's consent and it belongs to the slave. That's what you have to say. 
How do you get money otherwise? Okay? So this opinion, if that's what you're trying to tell me in the Mishnah, when you tell me that the money is coming from the slave means even from the slave, it's because you hold that the slave can make acquisitions while he's a slave. So who was that? Well, before we get there, who it was, let's see what happens when I follow that logic through the Mishnah. Manah says, Ihachi, if that's what you're saying, that the slave can actually acquire things while he's a slave, Emasefa, keep reading in the Mishnah. Beshtar al yede aharim, velo al yede atzmo. Okay, the star, the star, the star case of freeing the slave in the according to Chachamim says the document must go to others, not to the slave. Now, time out. If you're telling me that's that's the way, right now the understanding is must for a second, must go. And obviously, it's a question now. If you tell me now that the slave can acquire things while he's a slave, why must the document go to someone else? Give it to him himself. He can acquire things anyway. Let him acquire his freedom. What's the problem, right? So you're equating a material thing with a shtar. That's correct. The Mishnah told us that. I know. The Mishnah says the guy can acquire himself back in two ways, cash or a document. That's what it says. So the assumption is that you're holding the same opinion in both in both cases. And if cash is you're telling me now that the slave can acquire cash on his own while he's a slave and use that to pay the master, so then when it comes to the document, why can't he acquire the document himself? Why, do, why does it say that the document has to go to somebody else? Okay, so you tell me, you know, you know what it means? There must have been value to the shtar. What? There must have been a value to shtar. There's no value to it. It doesn't have intrinsic value. It just frees the slave. It's not worth money to anyone. It doesn't have cash value. It doesn't have cash value. It has, it has, right, has, right, right, yeah. right. It doesn't have cash value. Right. Yeah. Good. So the problem yeah. with this is that, you know, he's getting a piece of paper. Right, but that but the Mishnah told us that that works. It represents his freedom, though. It represents his freedom, just like just like the Declaration of Independence represents freedom from from right from from right. It's a piece of paper. No, no, we're free now. What do you mean? It's a piece of paper. It's the same thing. He was a slave a minute ago. You were subservient to us, and now we've declared our freedom. This is his freedom declaration, right? Okay, fine. So the Gemara says, okay, don't we hold right? Um, that the document, right, that he's gonna, he they, that that he can his ability to acquire and his freedom can come simultaneously. So what's the problem with giving him the freedom document? Now the my No, you'll tell me. You know what it means in the Mishnah when it says others, the document can go give it to others. It means af even to others. Like right, nothing must come from others. It can even come from others. I mean, come to others, which means that I mean, when it says the Mishnah that you can free the slave with a star, it means you can give it to the slave. And even to others, okay. Vehakamashmalan what? That you would hold. That why would you have to tell me that you can even give it to other to others? Because it's beneficial. This opinion would be holding. It's beneficial for uh, someone to, to for a slave to become free. So it's basically saying that you can accept a freedom document for a slave without his consent. Because we would hold that it's beneficial to free the slave. Ihachi, if that's true, then ne'arvinu v'netninu. The Mishnah should have put these two cases together and write Bekesef Ubishtar Ben Ayyadeh Ahirim Ben Ayyadeh Atzmo. Right. That would be clear. That would be very clear. Right. Finish. Why why, 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 why you have to split it up? And therefore, since the Mishnah didn't do that, it can't mean the way we just explained the whole Mishnah. Because the way it came out is that we just explained af. It means even. Oh, even? So even means, oh, it means both parties. So then yeah. the Mishnah should have put together, right? Keshlef, shtar, ben period, end of story. The fact that it didn't do that means we didn't understand the Mishnah. And therefore, Ella, everything out the window, we try again. Bekesef, when it says in the Mishnah, money, 
בין על ידי אחרים, בין על ידי עצמו. That is either party. כסף can be for himself or others, again, because we're going to say that the Kesha the, the could come from him because this opinion is holding that the Evid can acquire things while he's an Evid. And it could come from others because this opinion is holding it's beneficial to free the slave and therefore we don't need his consent so someone else could go pay the master. Bishtar, when it comes to a document, only not by not for the slave himself. Now why? Because it's Ribishim on Ben El Azarhu. It's actually a different opinion. There's a third opinion in the Mishnah, which now just by the way, through our analysis, we we figured out that it's actually three opinions. Even though we read the Mishnah and we only said Ribi Meir and Chachamim, based on the analysis of the Mishnah, it can't be three. It has the two. It has to actually be three. Okay. And the, the, this opinion now that's telling me that when it comes to Kesef, it can be given by either party, the slave or anyone else, because it's Zachin Ladam Shalom Bifanav. And therefore, I can do without the slave's consent to pay off the master. But when it comes to Shtar, I can't do that. Why? Because the Bishim on Belazar is his own opinion. What is he holding? The Bishim on Belazar, who? The Tanya. The Bishim on Belazar, Omer. Af Beshtar al Yede Aherim, Belo al Yede Atzmo, period. Okay, the slave the says the, the star only on by others and not by not by the not to the master and we don't know why yet we'll see in a minute. badavar, okay, and there are three a three way mahlokit now comes there's a three way mahlokit between Bimir, Chachamim, and Ibishwan Belazar. Okay, so look at Rashi on the side. He'll lay out the three opinions for us, so we, we get ourselves clear, and then we'll move on and see why Rabbi Shimon makes a distinction between Keshef, which he says can go from either the slave or the or from someone else. But the Shtar, no. We don't know why yet. We'll see in a second. But Rashi, Rabbi Meir, Rashi on the side. Shalosh machlokot badavar. Rabbi Meir, itle bekesef al yedei acherim. He holds that cash can be paid by others. Ve'afilu shelo mida'ato. Because he had the svara, right? You don't need right. the, the consent. Velo al yede atzmo, the en kinyan eved belo rabo. Okay, he holds that the the eved cannot acquire anything without his consent. Okay, with I mean anything that the the, uh, the, uh, the slave acquires belongs to the master. So the money can't go to the slave; it has to go directly to the master from somebody else. He also holds why does kesef work without consent? Well, we said because kesef is um, is the uh, according to the Bimeir that the slave the master was the owner of the slave and he receives his money and he just releases him it has nothing to do with consent the shtar needs consent the, the, the cash didn't that was the Bimeir's opinion okay so when it comes to documents it's only the slave can get it nobody else why because according to the Bimeir He's the one that holds it's detrimental to free the slave, and therefore he needs consent. So no one else can accept the document to free the slave without the slave's consent. Now the kesef afagav the chovu kabalat rabo galma like we saw. Okay, that the the master receiving the cash, even though it's detrimental to the slave, at the end of the day, it's the master's decision to free him, and that's what he wants to do. He's allowed to do that against the will of the slave. Verebishim on ben alazar. Just think we're thinking the rights of the. It's true. So it's, it's, it's his right, it's my right to free you. Right. Now, when it, when I want to free you with a document, I might want to free you, but until someone takes that document, you're not free. And that person taking it can't do it without the consent of the slave, because according to the Vimeir, it's yeah. detrimental to free the slave. You need consent for the slave. The cash, I don't care about you. I want my money, I'm freeing you. I don't care, there's nothing to do with you. Tough luck. 
It's my acceptance of the money that frees the slave. Over there, it's your acceptance of the document that frees the slave. Oh, your acceptance of the document? That needs consent of the slave because that's detrimental to the slave. That's the bimi'ir. Okay? Now, he said that the itle ben bekesef ben bishtar al ahirim Right? He holds when it comes to Kesef or Shtar, anyone else, anyone can do it because he holds Zichutulo. It's a Zichut for the, for the slave to be freed. He can't do it himself. Why? Regarding Kesh, in Kinyan He holds that the master, the slave can't acquire anything without the without belonging to the slave. That's the problem. We automatically, up to this point, assume that everyone was holding that the ability to acquire and your freedom can happen simultaneously. The Bishim says, no, that's not how it works. First you get freed, then you have the ability to acquire. You can't have your ability to acquire and your freedom come at the same time. Because in order to acquire the ability to be able to acquire, you need freedom first. That's his opinion. So therefore, the document must go to somebody else first to free the slave. Because if you give it right to him, he doesn't have the right to acquire his own freedom. We said up to this point, they happen simultaneously. According to Bishop, no, they don't happen simultaneously. You gotta have free for, you gotta have freedom first, then you can acquire. Okay? They let the bekesef. Okay, and of course that money also doesn't work because he can't have the money himself because it doesn't belong to him. Alma petarvayu itlu ayade atzmo velol rabanan dematnitin itlu bekesef ben ayade acherim ben ayade atzmo deyesh kinyan acherim deschutu lo vechem b'shtar ben ayade acherim ben ayade atzmo dekay malan gitov yado ba inkachat. So according to Chachamim, I don't need consent at all. It's a zechut for the sl- it's a zechut for the slave. Kesef of course works and even shtar works. Because, and it works, doesn't matter if it's someone else giving the money, or the slave giving the money, or the everything going abroad, because the, the, the slave gets his acquisitions. He, is, he receives his freedom and his ability to acquire simultaneously, and therefore he's all good to go. So there's three-way mahlokir in the Mishnah. It comes out that according to the Bishmon Belazar, the document must go only to someone else. According to Chachamim, it can go even to the slave. That's the that's the missing piece of the puzzle. Now we just need to know why 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 the Bishmon Belazar says that the document can't go to the slave. What's his problem with saying that you get your prop your freedom and your ability to acquire simultaneously? What's wrong with that? So Imran says like this: Bishmon Belazar he the Tanya. The Bishmon Belazar Omer Af Bestar Al Yedei Acherim Vilo Al Yedei Atzmo VeShalosh Machlokot Badavar. Amar Aba My Tama the Bishmon Belazar. What's his what's his reason? Gamar La La Meisha. He has a gzera shava of the la lot connecting the get of a woman to the freedom of the slave. Ma isha ad shiotze get lereshut, right? Sheena shelo af eved nami ad shiotze get lereshut sheena shelo. Wait. When I want to divorce the wife, the guy wants to divorce his wife. The 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 get has to leave the possession of the master and go into her domain. Right. Oh, right. Right. Can't be can't be can't be in his domain, right? So he can yeah. put it in her courtyard or whatever but it's in hers it has to yeah. leave so so too the slave it has to be placed the doctor freedom document has to be placed into some place that's not his yeah. and the evans hand is his it's like his yard it's like his yard it's not her yard yeah. he's got to put it somewhere where it's not his therefore he can't according to Mishmon, give the get to the slave because it's not removing anything from the master's possessions the slave is still my possession uh-huh. 
Okay, and therefore he says it's a Gzirashava, just like the get, the woman is not divorced till I remove the get from my possession into her possession, either in her hand or her house or her whatever, right? Her car. So you say the same thing then, like, because she's not freed from her marriage without it coming into her possession. That's right, correct. So she's getting it. So then the slave is getting it, and then the slave is free. Again, that's not true, though, because the slave is still my house. But the wife is still. The wife's possessions are her possessions and not my possessions. She has a domain that's her own. She has she has a domain that belongs only to her that's not mine. Okay. The slave has yeah. no domain well, has that her, is not mine. She has her um she has her, her hand belongs to her. I don't own yeah. her hand. Okay. I don't own her body. So but I do own the body of the slave. Okay. okay? Fine. So he says, and therefore, according to Bishwan Bilazar, I can't give this document to the slave. It must go to somebody else. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Bye, Rabbah. Rabbah has a question. Now that you're giving me this svarada, that's what's going on, I have a question for you. According to this opinion, you just told me that I have to remove the document from the possession of the master into some third-party document to the domain so that the slave can acquire his freedom. Can the Evid Kna'ani appoint a messenger to accept his document for a freedom from the master? Okay? Can we, do we say, right... Um, if you have a shava to the to the get of a woman, well, we know that a woman is allowed to appoint the messenger to receive a get. So I would say, okay, if that's the source, then the woman, uh, the, the evid, can also appoint a messenger to receive the document of freedom from his master. Or Dilma, do I say no? But time out. You know, I might tell you the reason why a woman can appoint a doctor, a, a, a shaliach to receive a get is because she can receive it herself. So she has the power to give that ability to receive to someone else. The slave, according to Bishwam Belazar, has no ability to receive it himself. So how can he transfer that power to somebody else? Right? So either I say, listen, it's a gzera shava, la la, and I learn everything from the girl, and just like the girl can do it, he can do it. Or I say, whoa, not so fast. The girl can do it because she can receive it herself. He can't receive it himself. Maybe he can't appoint the shaliach. So it's a question. Okay. Hadar Pashta. After he asked the question, he answered himself. Gamal la la meisha. Keisha. Okay. He says, listen, Gezerah Shava is a superhighway. All the laws go back and forth. And once I learned Isha, Isha la la from the get, from the woman to the slave, yes, he can appoint the shaliach. Just like the woman can appoint the shaliach. Just like I learned that I had to say, that the document of the get has to leave the possession of the husband to end up in the wife's document in the wife's possession, then so too by the slave, it has to leave the, the husband's possession and have to give it to somebody else. And all the other laws of get also apply, including shaliach, that this Ebed can appoint to shaliach. That's what he says. Okay. Mara says, if that's true, sorry, these kohanim. Okay, right. So I point to challenge what you just told me. Okay, because you're, you're you're discounting the fact right now that the Eved cannot receive it himself, yet he has the power to appoint somebody else to receive it. Right? You just you're ignoring that fact. So he says, if what you're saying is true, please explain the following. We have a statement of Yoshua that says, no, sorry, Rav Huna, the Rav Yoshua that says, Hani Kohane, the Kohanim that are doing Avodah in Beit Hamikdash, Shluched Rahmana Ninhu. They must be the messengers of Hashem. Why? The Isalka Daatach Shluche Didan Ninhu, because if you have a Hava Amina to think that they are our messengers doing the Korbanot for us, 
מי איקא מידי דאנן לא מצינן עבדינן ואין הוא מצוי עבדה? Because what's his father? He says, it can't be that they are our messengers. Could it be that there is something that we cannot do, that we can appoint someone to do for us? And therefore, it's impossible. So they must be the messengers of Hashem, not our messengers. Because I'm not allowed to go to Beit HaMikdash. I'm not a Kohen. I can't do Avodah. And therefore, when the Kohen was given the right to do the Avodah for me, that must have been from Hashem. It can't be from me. Because I couldn't do it myself. How can I let them do it for me? Stop. Oh, time out. If that's true, then if you, what you told me about the Eved was true, I have an answer to this guy when he says, what do you mean, Shaliach of the Hashem? No, it could be your Shaliach. Well, the Eved can't accept his own get, and yet we can let him, we can let him point the Shaliach to accept the get for him. So the Kohanim too. I can't do the Avodah, and the, the Kohen, I can appoint the Kohen to do it for me. What's the problem? The fact that we don't answer back, the fact that we don't answer back to the story of the Kohen with the Eved story means we don't understand the Eved case. That's what he's saying, right? Because over here, the Gemara says clearly that the Shiluchim of the Kohen, of the, of, of the, the, the Kohen is a Shaliach of Hashem. Why? Because there's no, no such thing of a person that can't do something for himself yet can appoint someone else to do it for him. Squirrels running in the bushes. Read it inside one more time. They must be the Shaliach of Hashem. Because if you want to say they're our messengers, could there be such a thing that we cannot do? These Kohanim, they can do it? I can't, I, I'm not allowed, but he, he's allowed to do it for me? If that's true, it, there's, no, there's no precedent for that? Of course there is. The Eved case that you just explained to me. Di'ihu lo matzi mekabel giteh. He can't accept his get. V'shaliach matzi mashveh. And yet he can appoint a shaliach. Manah says, V'lohi, it's untrue. Lohi. Yisrael lo shaykhe betorat korbanot klau. Eved shaykh begitin. Means a, a non-kohen has no connection whatsoever to any korban. And therefore, the Hash- he could be the shaliach of Hashem. But an Eved, even though he can't accept his get, he can be involved in accepting gitim, meaning freedom documents. How? The Tanya. Nirina Devarim, says the Baraita, it makes sense to say, Sha'eved mekabel gito shel havero miyad rabo shel havero. Avalo miyad rabo shelo. Can an Eved be appointed as a shaliach to accept the emancipation document of his friend who's an evid from the friend's master yes he can okay and therefore since he is connected somewhat to the laws of emancipation he's also allowed to appoint a shaliach but the israel has no connection whatsoever to appoint uh, no connection whatsoever to Korbanot. And therefore, he's not appointing the Kohen as his Shaliach. Hashem did that. When you have somewhat con- some connection to the laws, then you can appoint Shaliach. And therefore, the Eved, even though he himself cannot accept the document for himself, he can accept the document for someone else. What do you mean, Kohen? The Eved I'm talking about. The Eved, even though he cannot accept his own document from his master to free himself, he could accept the document from someone else's master for his friend. So he could accept a get, and therefore he can appoint the shaliach to accept his own. But I, Mr. Israel, can never ever bring a korban. And therefore, I can't appoint the Kohen to do it for me. That must have been Hashem. End of story.
You with me? No. No. Okay, one more time. No, okay, it's okay. One more time. What I'm saying now that I, you had a problem because you told me that the Kohen must be the Shaliach of Hashem. That's what you told right. me, right? Because there's no such thing as a person that can cannot do something himself and then could appoint someone else to do it. That's what you told me. And I'll challenge you with you. What do you mean? According to you, the slave can appoint a shaliach to accept the get. Now, he can't accept it for himself, but he can appoint a shaliach. So there's a scenario where he can't do something himself, and he could appoint it for somebody else. You told me by the coin case, there's no such thing. It must be that there's the shaliach of Hashem, because there's no such thing as someone who could be appointed as shaliach for, for someone that can't do it to himself. So the Israel can't appoint, can't do the korban, and therefore the coin can't be the shaliach of Israel. Okay. okay. So it's my. You not understand the comparison. The, the the reason why the Eved can appoint a shaliach is not because we allow people to appoint shaliachs to do things that they can't do themselves. It's because the, the Eved himself actually could be a shaliach to receive emancipation, just not for himself. He could receive it for somebody else. And therefore, since he's involved in the ability to acquire freedom, he's allowed to appoint someone to be his own shaliach to accept for himself. But the Israel can never ever be involved in any Qurban Beit HaMikdash. So he can't be that the Kohen is my Shaliyah. He has to be a Shaliyah of Hashem. Good? Clear. Good. Two dots. Let's finish off the daf. Here we go. So the opinion of Chachamim in the Mishnah was that the Kesef comes from the slave to the master, but the money had to belong to someone else. That's what it said. Manah says, what do they argue about over here? Let's say the following, they're arguing, arguing the following. Rebimi'ir is of the opinion that the Ebed the cannot acquire anything that's not going to go to the master, just like a wife can't acquire anything that's not going to belong to her husband. And Chachamim hold, no, the Ebed can acquire something that does not belong to his master, and the wife can acquire something that does not belong to her husband. And therefore, when it says, means that the money is given to the slave, and it's not for the master. The only way you can hold that way is that the slave can acquire money, right, that does not belong to the master. So Rebimi is holding everything the slave acquires belongs to the master. And, uh, and therefore, the money has to come directly from someone else to the master. Uh, according to Chachamim, no. The slave can acquire things without the master's right, without the master actually getting them. And therefore, the money can go to the slave. Fine. Amarav Sheshat. No. Not, that's not what they're arguing about. Nobody holds that a slave can acquire things without them going to the master. Nobody. Okay, that's correct. Woman does not have the right to acquire anything that's not going to go into her husband's possession. And what are they arguing back in the Mishnah about? Okay? The case that they argue on the Mishnah is where the gift person, the person paying the money, made a specific condition. The money belongs to the Uven. The Uven says... I'm giving this money to you, Mr. Eved, on the condition that it does not belong to your master, it only belongs to you. That's what they're arguing about in the Mishnah. Now, the, what, what, what's the Svarah what's the for this argument? The Bimi'ir Savar, Ki Amar Le Kani, Kani Eved, the Kani Rabbe, Ki Amar Le Almenat, Lo Klum Ka Amar. 
Okay? When Ibi Meir says, well, I'm going to transfer this to you on the condition, stop. Transfer this to you, it already belongs to the master. Well, on the condition, too late already, sorry. Verabanan savreno, kevan de amale almenat ahani letenai. Chamim say no, the transfer was conditional. It belongs to Reuven until it turns into a scenario where it's now going to leave Reuven's possession based on Reuven's conditions. And his condition was, it's not, leave, it's upon, not leaving my possession. It's, it's not leaving my possession until it's going to be only yours. So just reverse the word. Okay, so, the and, and therefore the condition works according to Chachamim. Right. According to Mimir, it doesn't work. According to Chachamim, it works. Okay. V'ribi Lazar Amar. Call kihai gavna de kule alma lok pligi de kani eved de kani rabbe. Rabbi Eliezer says no. Rabbi Eliezer says no, no. If that was a scenario where the guy wants to transfer something to the slave and it's on the condition that the master doesn't have it, even Chachamim agree that it belongs to the master. That's not what they're arguing about. Chachamim's opinion, according to the Azad, is the Mahlokit is not a scenario where the guy says, Hey, Mr. Eved, take this money on the condition that it doesn't belong to your master. Everyone would agree if that's what he did, it belongs to the master. What's the scenario? It's where the guy gives the money to the to the to the Eved. He tells him, "This is your money on the condition that you use it to free yourself." Oh, according to the Bimeir, this is your money. Stop. Belongs to the master. Conditions? I don't care about conditions. Belongs to the master. According to Chachamim, no. The money now will go directly to the it will go from the slave to the to the MA and, and he's free because he has the ability apparently to Chachamim to to accept the money. For his freedom. And therefore, they hold, when it comes to him, and therefore it goes to, it's his to use it for freedom, and he gives it to the master, and he's free. Okay. So it's, yeah. so it's a carve out. Yeah, so it's like an, it's accepted the rule. Correct. It's accepted the rule. Okay, fine. And we'll stop here, because uh, tomorrow's anyway is a short page anyway, and this is the bottom of the page. So we're good. We'll stop right here for today. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen. Amen. Have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow. Question. Tomorrow live in uh, B'nai Tzach. I have one question. Yeah,